Welcome to another episode of the Duan Marrero Podcast. I'm your host, Duan Marrero. I'm going to talk to everyone today about my teammate from the 2010 state championship run we had with Bowman Academy. He's not only my teammate, but he's my brother. He's also an educator. He's also the head coach at Lighthouse Charter School located in Gary, Indiana. Everyone give it up for Nick Moore. Appreciate it, appreciate it, brother. From another mother, um, literally, uh, like he said, Nick Moore, we, we grew up together, man. When I say brother from another mother, I literally mean that um, your mother, M- Mother Morero, that's what we used to call her, uh, cook, team dinners, team lunch, whenever we went out of town, and she did that for years. We sit here now in 2018, 2019, and, you know, we go back all the way from when you was 10 years old. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's deep. Like, when you was 10 and I'm four years older than you, so I'm, I'm 14 looking at you coming up and you playing with us. You know what I mean? Like, right. That first image was like, man, who was this? You feel me? Fat, chubby kid, murder, bring right. to the gym. I was chubby. You feel me? Right. Like, but you was tall, though, but you had that dog, you had that heart. And from then, we took you in. Like, you know what I mean? You was our brother. And uh, I appreciate you bringing me on, man. I'm just trying to do some positive things here in the city from us winning the state championship, uh, from us going to college and graduating, uh, from us still out here today talking to the young guys, inspiring the young guys, inspiring anybody really to just be great coming out of this city. So, you know, we sitting here today, you know, as young men with the you know, polo, they can't see us right now, but we polo right. down and you got on the coach slippers and, you know what I mean? We sitting here like like professionals, and you know I, I know big dog would be top dog would be happy right now. Um, Nick, uh, like I said, I truly appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Can you tell everyone just about your background, the person mm-hmm. who Nick Moore is for those who don't know you? Mm-hmm. Um, a son, a brother, um, a leader. Um, like he said, grew up right here in Gary, Indiana. Um, my whole life, uh, traveled in many different states, um, all around athlete, student athlete, two sport athlete, um, started off, you know, playing in our youth league in the city, bitty basketball, uh, played for the Gary Falcons. And from there, we went from the Falcons to um, high school basketball playing at Dio Bowman winning the first state championship there uh, winning winning the first sectional game for Thea Bowman's culture on the football field to uh, my first year in college uh, walked on at Murray State played a year there as a walk on um, then bounced back when Juco two years in California at San Jacinto shout out San Jacinto um, all the guys up there, the Coach Springer, uh, the ADs. Uh, shout out uh, Coach C. She did a, a, a great job, um, you know, as far as mentoring and tutoring us and keeping us on track. Um, graduated from there, went on to play basketball at IUN for two years. Shout out Chris Snats, um, Harvey, Javier Riviera, who's still doing a, a great job at IUN. They like top 10 NAIA 
in the nation right now, which is crazy. Like, cause I just graduated from that like three, four years ago. They've been getting and, some dub. Yeah, yeah. Are you in? Like, you know what I mean? As much city, as much talent as we got here in our own city, our kids from this city don't go to a NAI four year college that's in our city. Like, we got a college in our city that kids don't go to. Absolutely. You know what I mean? We have so a lot of talent. That's, yeah, that's crazy. You mentioned JUCO. Um, if you could elaborate more on JUCO and how it could be beneficial in our young guys' yeah. life and their career as they try to pursue basketball. Anytime, anytime you can go to college is beneficial, but for the for the student athletes, we look down on it. And even me, I looked down on it. I was coming up like JUCO. What am I going to JUCO for? Like I'm better than JUCO. But at the end of the day, if you feel like deep down you're not getting the looks you you deserve, and you do get a scholarship or you do get an opportunity to play JUCO ball, by all means. Go do it because one JUCO's builds builds character because it's still college. Ain't nobody holding your hand. Ain't nobody telling you to get up in the morning. Ain't nobody telling you to go to workout. So you got to get up. And you got to be on your grind. That's number one. Number two, you you in college, so you go and get a degree. Anytime you get a degree, you better in yourself as a person. You better in your family, um, your longevity. Anytime you can go get that sheet of paper, go get it and. Third, third, you gotta be. It's a competition pool. It's like a pool of sharks, and it's like who gonna come out of that. So, you you go into JUCO with that mentality, like you better than everybody, but you gotta realize if you hooping, it's ten to fifteen guys that's stuck trying to get D one spots too. And these guys, they underrated, and they can play just as good as you, or they might be better than you, especially if you ain't working. Because guys in JUCO work, them the hardest work, hardest working guys in the world. Don't right. nobody work harder than a guy that's being overlooked and get a chance to prove himself again. So, Juco, for me, my experience, it was everything I just said, and I was able to learn the fundamentals of football. Basketball was different because I had played basketball since I was like six years old, so I was cool on that. And football was like I played, I started playing like at 12, I was kind of like a late bloomer. I had the skills, but I didn't know the fundamentals. I didn't know the techniques. I didn't know the ins and outs. So for two years, I was able to sit, study, and learn the game. I went to JUCO. For those who don't know, I went to DePaul for two years. First year, I tore my ACL. Second year, things didn't go as I expected. I ended up transitioning to JUCO, uh, Chipola in Florida, Mariana, Florida to be exact. A lot of great people there. But that's where my college career took off because I transitioned and went to Moorhead State uh, in Moorhead, Kentucky. I had a successful two-year run, and then from from there I transitioned to play professional basketball abroad. Nick, I want to really rewind Mm -hmm. and see. Let's take a step back and Mm -hmm. talk about that 2010 run that we had Mm -hmm. and just how the city was just so happy. I remember like it was yesterday. Can you just elaborate more on how did you felt winning that state championship? Oh, man. Now, you say on, on the 2010 run, so I'm going to keep it with a buck. I can go all the way like 08, 09, whatever, everything we've been through. But when you talk about the 2010 run, what I like to bring to the light is a lot of people look at the state championship, us going down I-65, which is huge for the city. Don't get me wrong. Right. Huge for the city. But when you look at what we did, we went regular season, we went like 19 and 1. 
and their regular season schedule was harder than what we had to face on that state run. States only got to win like six, seven games. Right. But during that regular season, we went 19-1 and one and had one of the toughest schedules in the country. I'm talking about like um, we playing EC Central, who was a top school at that team, 4A. You feel me? We playing South Bend, Washington. We playing um, – uh, 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 we going to Chicago, playing right. the top teams in Chicago. We going to Kentucky. We going to Kentucky, playing uh, Covington, Covington Homes, who had like three, four D one players. Like we went to Culver Academy, who who still win the state championships till this day. Like right, playing Lala three Mears. like three A Lalamias. Like right. we was playing top teams in the country. We was going to Indianapolis, playing Indianapolis uh, uh how four A school. So. The notion that, you know, that 1A championship was easy, that's cool. But you can't show me too many other teams who would have went 19-1 and with that regular season schedule. And to top it off, you know, they say men lie, but men lie, women lie, numbers never lie. Right. You can look it up, Google, get your Googles out, because, you know, we in a generation that love Google. Right. The Bowman Academy Basketball 2010 was ranked top 25 in the country. Right. ESPN. Absolutely. Like, that's no cap. You feel me? You, right. you can lie. You can cap about a lot. Right. Top twenty-five in the country is no cap. No, we was. Man, I remember just around that time, we wasn't even big on social media for. I think I was one of the few who had a Facebook and, Facts. and people thought I was tripping. <laughs> they like Rick, you reading your own articles, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I was reading my own articles. I, I'm like, that's dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was around yeah. cats that kept me humble yeah. and motivated yeah. me to be better than I was. And I was yeah. very thankful. Because, you know, we was no social media. Like, we, we weren't social media at all. No, like, we wasn't. We had, it was a couple guys like you, Keyvan, Floyd. CB. CB may have a Facebook. Cam, yeah. Yeah, but, like, it was like it was like half team had social media. The other half didn't. Right. Because, like, we grew, I don't know. We, just, we all grew up the same. We had different. We all grew up the same. We grew up. We had different personalities, different right. different things we like to do. So we would tease y'all like, man, y'all on Facebook? Like, what 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 y'all on? But not knowing Facebook was popping. We right. was we was locked in our shell. Like, man, we outside. We don't know. You feel me? But man, it was like you was ahead of your time because you was the youngin, and you had that old school feel around you. Right. And you still had that young feel because you was young. You was younger right. than everybody. No, I get that a lot, man. I'm an old soul, and I appreciate that because I was raised around good people, a lot of OGs that's solid, and that's why I'm here today, Nick. Let's fast forward now, mm-hmm. what, nine years later. What have you mm-hmm. learned, you know, finishing up your first year as a head coach? I think you had a solid season to mm-hmm. me. I think you really impact a lot of your kids' life. Mm-hmm. They really respect you. And nobody didn't know you was going to be in this position that you are in this year. So, could you elaborate on just how you feel now? Um, man, rest in peace to my pops, you know, Marvin Ray. Uh, he taught us so much. And a lot of it I took grant, I took it for granted because this is a guy that I live with and he coached me. So, it was like some of the speeches he would give y'all or us at practice I had already heard. And... You know, when one day Kevan, Kevan Ford, one of his ex-players, put something on Facebook talking about how he was much more than a, a, a coach. He was like his he was like his father. He was a father figure for him. And Merv told him, like, 
You know, that means more than anything that, that he could ever do on the basketball court. And I remember how you used to give him the plaques. You you and Mama Morero used to give him the plaques. You know what I mean? That that meant more than just a coaching job. It was like, you know what I mean? Because the times, the papers come out with coaching me and all that. When the kids that you you, you developing, that you spending your time with, look at you like, this this man is more than a coach. He's a father. It was like, wow. And I looked at it then like, oh, that's cool. But now... When kids shout me out on social media talking about, um, you know, I, I teach them more than basketball. I teach them about life. That's gratifying to me. So I'm, I'm just starting. I'm really just starting to appreciate things, man. Honestly, like appreciating what I do, appreciating the grind every year. Like throughout this year, as much as you know, we want to win year in and year out. We competed every game. I think now we're developing a culture at Lighthouse that. It's going to be a competitive game. And I think since Marv got here for the last two, three years, it was going to be competitive. And now we just we just trying to keep building, trying to keep growing. That's all we're doing. What was your expectations this year as a head coach? Oh, man, state championship. No lie. No lie. Because that's my mentality. Like, right. every year go in. Like, I remember when I first went to IUN and AI, we was, they was terrible. I think the year before, they probably won like three or four games. So they was talking about expectations in the team meeting. And I'm like, I'm trying to win the championship. I'm trying to right. win every game. And they, right. they they asking for records. Guys like, oh, we going to go. I think we'll go. We'll be good if we get 10 wins. We get right. 8 wins. I'm like, no, nah, we need like 18, 20 right. to win every game. What you mean? Right. So that's the myth. I always carried that mentality. So Marv taught us that. Like, I always go. A lot of my tactics come from him. He used to tell us, like, we don't care if y'all play the Chicago Bulls. You right. play like you finna win. Right. Yeah. That's, um, to go on top of that, I was blessed to be coached by Marvin's best friend in college at Moorhead State. Yeah. Shout out to Sean that's, that's, Woods. That's deep. Sean Woods used to say, we played IU or we played Purdue mm-hmm. or we played Pitt. And this is why you have more head. Right. Yeah. yeah, this is a mid-major. Yeah. And he said, let's shock the world. Not <laughs> don't hold our heads down or don't think that they're better than us. Let's just mm-hmm. go out there and shock the world. Mm-hmm. Because he believed, and that's coming from Gary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about just Gary, Indiana as itself. Like, being from Gary, Indiana, what does that make you feel, Nick? Man, I get chills. Like, we went down state. Nick Moore, 5'10 point guard from Gary, Indiana. You get them chills when you get up off that bench and you coming through the huddle and the guys cheering you, slapping hands. It ain't your name. It's the city behind it because right. it, it, it's coming from when you when you hear that, like, we love putting our city on the map, bro. Right. Like, that's what we do it for. We do it for the city. We do it for our parents. We do it for the culture. We do it for we do it for we do it for us. Like you feel me, the 10, 15 guys that done sweating and work because we don't get recognition, so right. we feel underlooked. Right. So when we feel like all right, we got a team to show out. We we, we got it's time for us to show out. Right. Oh, we finna we finna show we finna turn it up. We finna put the city on. We got everybody down here from the G. Like coming from this city, any opportunity we get, like we support our own. I'm big believe in that. Like. It's a lot of negative press come out about the about Gary, Indiana, but we do. A, it's a lot of good things going on. It's a lot of good people in here. Like it's still a lot of good people in this city. There's a lot of good people trying to do great things. So when you coming from when you coming from essentially nothing, because that's how people look at us. But we believe we more than nothing. But 
when we that's how we believe like people look at us like we, we nothing so coming from Gary we do something great we we, we, we hold it up and I, I take pride in that I take pride in Gary itself because that's where I'm from that's where I was born and raised so everywhere I go I let them know that I'm from Gary and the impact that I get from somebody I just met they be like man you from Gary they automatically respect me without even knowing me they just know I'm from Gary and they just heard things about it Mm-hmm. But I'm like, get to know me first mm-hmm. before you judge my city. Oh, man. Um, Nick, let's talk about the basketball within our city mm-hmm. and what could it possibly be if people didn't, like, leave our city. You know what I mean? We had Darius Garland. That's originally from Gary. Right. Gary Harris is originally from Gary, who plays in Denver. He right. was my teammate growing up. Mm-hmm. We just had a lot of great ball players. Like, you know, shout out to Brandon Clark, Brandon Dawson. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else I can name? Um, it's, a, man, it's so many uh, guys Ho- I can Horace name. Horace Bond, you know, big dog Glenn Robinson, mm-hmm. little Glenn Robinson. I mean, the list goes on, but that just shows you the talent that we had, the people that I named. Yeah. And that was just a few. But, but Nick, if you just, just talk about just Gary basketball. Mm-hmm. It's tough. When first thing you say, Gary, basketball, that come to my head, it's tough. We're going to be tough, period. Tough, really grimy. Um, think about Gary basketball, honestly, because I keep it. Students, the after-school bus has arrived. Please make your way to load the bus. Once again, the after-school bus has arrived. Please make your way to load the bus. That's, that's Gary right there, and that's after-school bus, after-school activity. Like, you know, that's where we come from. You know what I mean? Some some parents can't, some parents working two jobs, they can't they can't get to their parents. That's where the toughness, they can't get to their kids. That's where that toughness come from. You know, our kids grow up in, in, in harsh environments. Right. They grow up in situations that ain't the best. They ain't got two parents, a grandma, granddaddy, auntie, uncle. Right. They ain't got a village because it take a village. I was I was fortunate enough to have a, a village raise me. So when you look at a kid that don't have a village, they gotta go through every resource they can. You know, some resources ain't that they may have to walk on. You know what I mean? They may have to you know ride with, call a, a friend or whatever they gotta do. They gotta make it. And that's Gary basketball. That's how we gonna play. However we gonna win, we gonna win this game. I think we overlooked a lot. Uh, I think so up here. I think we could have had more than two players. When I was playing, played for Indiana All-Star from Bowman Academy. Outside of myself and Tyree Robinson, there was a number of cats that I could name that could have made the Indiana All-Star, but we get overlooked, and that's what makes us the way we are and how we design moving forward. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast, bro, because... You're very well respected in your field, but you also came from Gary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. So what's your what's your plan just moving forward now that the season is over? Um, now that the season is over, um, first and foremost, man, you got to get being the coach. One thing I have learned is um, I'm an ultra I'm an ultra competitive person, so I always put things on me, and I tend to harp on things because I want to get better. I want to know, like, all right, I ain't called a play this time. What play should I call? I ain't called a timeout. Why should I call it? But not since the season is over. I thought about it. Um, the next step is really first getting with the family, spending that family time, because what we do 
it takes so much away from them. We be taking away from them. So giving back to them, and then you know after I get everything lined up, all my eggs back in order with the family and God, it's time to get back to the grind. Got to hit the weight room. Um, got to hit the circuit. See what's going on. Um, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get back to the youth. We gotta, we gotta have these summer camps. We gotta, we gotta have um, anything possible that we can do for the youth to keep them on the right track and to try to bring them in. Uh, we, we gotta do it for them. So it's gonna be back to the ground for us. No, absolutely. I appreciate that, Nick. Uh, moving forward, Nick, is there anybody you want to shout out in particular? Oh man, gotta shout out my moms off top, Kim Ray. Uh, head honcho, she the one that keep the ship going. Um, got to shout out LCPA Athletics for giving me this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, got to shout out that any press that has gave us uh, any positive notoriety. Uh, Miles, Tur- Miles Tolliver, the athletic director, for giving us the venue and opportunity to do what we do. Um, got to shout out, of course, Gary, Indiana, everybody out here uh, that's doing something positive. Um, looking forward to seeing a lot of teams uh, push for, I believe, uh, 21st century at this time is in uh, there. They, they, they're going in the regionals. They won sectionals. So shout out to uh, L.A. for doing his thing. Uh, so everybody, you know, tune in to 21st century. Another team from Gary, 1A, up-and-coming program, um, who, who, who's probably going to move up if they keep winning because they've been kicking ass. So, uh, shout out to them. Um, shout out to my boys, my team this year for doing a great job on and off the court. I want to say our GPA right now, we, we are like 3.2 and above. So, That's dope. Yeah, they've been doing a fantastic job on and off the court. Shout out my big dog, Reek. You know what I mean? Giving me this opportunity. 2010 alumni game supposed to be coming up. We supposed to be in there. So, we'll be doing big things, man. It's going to be at Bowman, too. So, uh, Shout out all my guys, man. I appreciate that, Nick. Hey, for the young fellas who are getting ready to graduate, if you're listening to this, don't worry about the school name. That high major, mid-major, you can still be a pro wherever school you go to. But you just got to have that dog, you got to have that grit, and you got to persevere. And there's a lot of things in life that's just going to come that happens naturally, and you just have to be prepared for it when it comes basketball is a business it's a growing business so just stay aware of everything and just know that if you're great and you can play someone will find you so it's another episode of the Duwamarero podcast once again I'm with Nick Moore stay tuned for next Thursday